thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more information about Quarantine Players, visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash quarantine players. As Shakespeare said in Julius Caesar, if we do meet again, why, we shall smile. If not, why then, this parting was well made. Monica Cross is one of our playwrights. Um, she is having a reading tonight of two of her works. Uh, one is a 10 minute play and the other is a one act play. Can you tell me a little bit of the development history of um, Growth and Isolation? Growth and Isolation came about from the Quarantine Playwright Bake Off Challenge. Um, these started up very early in the quarantine process um, or the lockdown process. Um, a group appeared on Facebook, said, hey, on such and such day, we will post five ingredients that you have to include in your play. Then you have 24, 48 hours, write a new 10-minute play and upload it. Um, so this was the third one in the series. Um, and I forget all of the pieces, but it started, you know, there was... It, it must include a peach. It has to include a goodbye. Um, and I knew that I wanted to write at that point a play for Zoom because I hadn't. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of talk about like, do we, you know, this was, I think, back in May, like, are we going to be writing for Zoom or do we write as if this pandemic isn't happening? Like, how, how do we proceed? Um, so I, I gave myself the challenge of writing a play specifically for Zoom with the idea that it had to in some way use this artifice that we have um, of video conferencing to tell some major part of the story. And that became the the piece and so it all sort of developed over the course of like 24 hours um and i wrote this play well it's a it's a 10 minute but power packed story um with a twist that we're not going to ruin but uh it, it the underlying story about the couple is is fascinating it, it is i think the most intriguing part of the story to me and that had some um personal notes in it didn't my husband and I spend a lot of time apart um, through work, through school. Uh, we've been together for a very long time, but there are pockets where we've had to spend months apart. So as I was thinking about video conferencing and wanting to avoid directly commenting on the pandemic, I came back to this idea of a couple separated by distance. Um, and thinking about that really got me thinking about how if you're not deliberate in a relationship, and this can be a relationship that you are, you know, in close proximity to one another, but it's even more exasperated when you're, you're apart, that if you're not deliberately trying to grow with the other person, 
you end up growing away from them. Um, and so that is where growth in isolation came from. They've been, the couple has been apart for a while. Um, and, and they, and because she's been working so much, they haven't been able to communicate. And so they're, they're sort of growing in opposite directions from one another. And that becomes the, the heart of the, the play and the drama. It, it really was. From the moment I read it, it was one of my, I was like, I love the story and I want to see more of it. And um, I hope uh, we had talked about developing, de developing it further. And, and I hope you do go in that direction, uh, should you have the time. Uh, let's talk about Cyrano. Now, Cyrano is, in my mind, a love letter. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, I do. I love Rostan's Cyrano de Bergerac, mm -hmm. and I um, was working at a theater that was producing it, um, and it, it had a very long run. And I'm watching the show over and over and over again every night, running the box office, and as much as I love the show, I just became so frustrated for Roxanne, frustrated with Cyrano. Um, there are many things that he is good at, but like having an adult conversation about a relationship is not one of them. And so I developed this story um, and it, it went through several iterations. It started off as just like, here is Cyrano, in the afterlife, on the moon, and and I slowly worked in this frame narrative where it's Roxanne commenting on Cyrano and his afterlife adventures, and it that allows me to to give voice to the characters who often don't get to call him out, and really give them a chance to say like, why can't you just talk about it for a minute um and so that is where that piece came from and um i was living in sarasota florida for a little while uh for a few years um and so one of the things that this play allowed me to do was write parts for older actors uh and you know as i was discussing with the cast last night uh, in rehearsal, there are options um, for how old or how young these characters are because Rostand leaves it open. Um, but this play takes place several years. I, I like to think of it as like 15, though I also leave it kind of open. After the end of Rostand's play, which has like this 14, 15 year gap between act four and act five itself. So you have that option um, to, to give these very poetic, very needy parts to older actors, which was one of the things that I was really interested in trying to do with this piece. I've noticed um, most of the women playwrights that I talk to have a particular sensitivity to incorporating and developing roles for actresses of all ages. 
Um, and, uh, and, and well, it, because I think we're just at some point in our lives, we experience that change that happens. It, it, it's not even a, it in, it's a moment when we're like, we're like young. And then all of a sudden we realize something's changed. People aren't responding in the same way. And uh, the theater industry is, has done a very poor job of dealing with um, finding roles for actors of all ages. Um, and where men can sometimes find great character roles, there are very few great character roles for older women. Um, and so this is, is something that I think as, as writers, we can, we can move towards by putting that into our scripts to start with, and then fighting for those, those actors to be cast in plus 40, plus 50, plus 60 ages. Um, and uh, I think it, that's one of our, our, our big contributions to changing when we come back from the pandemic. Very much well, so, yeah. Well, we're looking forward to hearing the, um, the show and uh, thank you so much for sharing it with us. Thank you for inviting me. This has been wonderful. My name is AJ Campbell and welcome to the Quarantine Players. Tonight, we're doing a reading of, uh, two, a reading of two plays by Monica Cross, Growth in Isolation. Let's get started. Growth in Isolation, a short play by Monica Cross. This entire play takes place over video conferencing. Callie logs in. She looks at herself in the camera and adjusts a little. God, I look like shit. She tries to make herself look less tired, more put together. After a few moments of this, Ryan logs in. Callie brightens as soon as she sees Ryan. Hey, can you hear me? You're coming through. Good. Uh, how have you been? It's so good to see you. I got the peach you sent. Callie moves a small cardboard box into view. From it, she pulls a beautiful ripe peach. Uh, is it so fresh? The miracles of overnight delivery. I think the frozen gel packs really helped. Oh, good. Hold on, I'm going to try it. Callie bites into it. She melts into the bite, making a sound of deep satisfaction. Mm. How does it taste? Oh, Callie Ryan, it's the... Callie sets the peach back in the box and wipes her chin with a napkin. Oh, Ryan, it's the best peach I've ever eaten. It took so many months to grow. I was really worried about making it to you one time. Miracles of the modern world that we can be separated by nearly 2,000 miles and you can still send me a peach from your garden. Well, it's not really a garden. Orchard, whatever. Yeah. It makes it feel like we aren't a part at all. I still miss touching you. And snuggling up on the couch. Running my fingers through your hair. But I'll get some time off soon and I'm going to come visit. Do you know when? No, they won't even talk to me about time off yet. I'm still too new. But as soon as the probationary period is over, I will have a crude time off and I plan to take it right away. 
and that is in three weeks i hit six months then i can talk to hr about it it feels so much longer than that it sucks you know i already have the money set aside for the trip but i can't take it but you have that job right that's the most important part or so they say I can't visit you yet, but you could visit me. That way we don't have to wait for my company to approve the time off. I would love that. But? But I'm not good with travel right now. You had no problem with it when we took that trip to Florida. I don't like flying alone. Can we drop it? Yeah, sure. So how are you doing? Other than this peach, which is so good. I'm glad. I can't wait to finish digging in after our call. Go ahead and eat it now. I am going to have that nectar all over my face. I can't have, let you see me like that. Sounds hot. I'd love to see you like that. <laughs> I'm glad we've reached the stage in our relationship where you find me attractive even when I'm a mess. It bodes well for the future when I've decided that I'm going to live in sweatpants. Oh, bring it on. I look forward to that future as long as we get to spend it together. This whole long distance thing is for the birds. You really should just come and visit me. Callie. I can book your ticket right now and everything. No, I physically can't. I know you've been tending to that peach tree, but you can leave it for a few days without it up and dying on you. Come visit me. That way, we don't have to wait to be together. It's not that. What is it? Well, it, it is sort of that. It's complicated. I'm super proud of all the work you've been putting into tending it, but it sounds like it's been a great project for you while we're apart like this. But seriously, you don't have to watch it, like, 24-7. The problem is that I can't really walk away from it. What, is it sickly? Does it have parasitic fungus growing on it? Oh, God, I hope not. Then what can't you walk away from? The tree itself. Help me understand here. The tree, it's attached to me? Like it has a crush? Like it's not in the backyard? You just assumed that and I just never bothered to correct you. Because how could I tell you? How does one admit? What? The tree that I've been tending to is me. Brian raises his arm to reveal it is a branch with leaves and a peach hanging from it, sticking out of his shirt sleeve where his hand should be. You're joking. I wish I were. Uh, it started shortly after you left. You are telling me that you have a tree growing out of you. It's more like I'm becoming the tree, I think. 
and this has been going on for five months and you just conveniently never bothered to tell me? Well, you haven't really been available for video chat, and it's not the sort of thing I wanted to send over a text message. This is my fault. No, I just mean that we haven't been able to talk, so I haven't been able to tell you. I've been working, practically around the clock, but I'm supposed to take time out of all of that to make sure my fiancé isn't turning into a tree? I'm not blaming you. I want you to know that I haven't been intentionally hiding this. I just haven't had a chance to bring it up. I haven't known how to. Callie picks up the peach and drops it back in the box. Oh god, that means that this peach is a part of you? It came off one of my branches, yes. Callie suppresses a gag. God, that means I was eating a part of you. Does that- does that make me a cannibal? I don't think the tree part of me is still human, so I don't think so. Stop. Just- I- I need a minute. Callie turns off her mic. Ryan sits in silence while Callie wipes her tongue and mouth with a napkin. She gets up and gestures to dispel the grossness of the peach. She takes some big, calming breaths. Katie, Callie, it's still just a peach. A peach I grew for you. It's not that weird. Callie returns to the computer and turns her mic back on. Not that weird? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been looking at it as a natural part of my isolation. I've just been so alone since you left. So stationary. It feels like this is right that I would grow in these new ways. But you're doing it without me. And you sent that thing here without telling me what it was. It's because I miss you. But you can't come and see me? Do you think that airport security would let a tree person onto an airplane? I suppose not. But I can wait. I mean, it sucks, alright? But I can wait until you have time off and can come visit. What are we going to do then? Is there a spa that offers pruning treatments? I think the growth will stop if you're here. But do you know? I mean, it only started once you were gone. And will it reverse? I hope so. I started growing roots this week and I'm worried about being rooted in my bedroom and not being able to leave. What? I'm sure it's nothing. Ryan, I want to make this very clear. I am not marrying a tree. Hallie, I don't know what's happening with me, but I'm not going to just turn into a tree. You just said you were worried about getting rooted to your bedroom. How is that not alarming to you? It's just happened so gradually that... I guess it seems fine to me. And I'm sure it will stop before things get really serious. Well, I am telling you, it's not fine. And things are already serious. 
It's not like I can just will this to go away. Have you tried? Well, no. I need you to figure out something. Months of you telling me you were growing peaches, never once mentioning that they were growing off branches coming off of your body. This isn't something that you can just blindside me with and have it be okay. It is okay. See? Ryan pulls a peach from the tree branch and bites into it. Callie is horrified. I mean, I've been productive with my time. I'm providing for myself in a way I never thought possible. I really don't see this as all that bad. Ryan, you are literally eating a part of yourself. You know what? I'm done. Uh, Callie, wait. I can't handle that. It really isn't like that. I'm out. Callie leaves the video chat. Wait, I... Ryan starts typing with his one human hand. Come back, please. Talk to me. God damn it. Typing so hard with one hand. Just come back. We can talk about it. Fuck! Ryan receives a text. will talk when I no longer have bark growing on me. Great. Ryan leaves the video chat. End of play. Welcome to the Quarantine Players Podcast. We are a group of writers, directors, and actors who had our productions canceled due to the pandemic. Each week, we'll read a new play and discuss it with a playwright. Just like Shakespeare, we aspire to create new work during a global pandemic. (laughs) 